Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. I'm Michael Anderson, and today we have Marlis Oster, the CEO and president of Visit Ventura, on the program. We'll be discussing the economy of tourism here in Ventura, and we hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Today's show is brought to you by Geico Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You can save up to 15%. Call 805-487-7847. Geico Local Office. Michael Anderson is the CEO and Chief Investment Officer at Maranatha Financial. Due to industry regulations, he will not discuss any of Maranatha's investments on this program. All opinions expressed by participants on this program are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Maranatha Financial or its affiliates. For more information, visit maranatha.com. It's time for Big Money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson, bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to maranatha.com. And now, here's your host, Michael Anderson. Welcome to the program. We've got a great lineup for you today with Marlis Oster, the president and CEO of Visit Ventura on the program, along with Charmaine Buner, president of Ventura County Legal Aid, volunteer uh, position she has. I'm excited about today's show. Now, this show will go on our podcast directly after it airs. You can check out all of the Big Money in the 805 shows on your phone with a podcast app. I've heard numerous people say that they listen while they take their dogs for a walk or they listen while they're at the gym or they'll download it and listen while on a flight or in their car. So the great thing about the podcast is it's free and it's on demand. You can get it when you want. So search Big Money in the 805 to subscribe on your podcast app. Thanks for joining us today on Big Money in the 805, and now it's time for our feature interview. We have Marlis Oster, the president and CEO of Visit Ventura in the studio. She's responsible for marketing our beautiful city uh, to the world and internationally. So she participates in promoting West Ventura County and also the Central Coast of California, marketing this area for tourism. She's also on the steering committee for Cycle Cal Coast. Marlis, Thank you for being on the program today. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Fun to be here. You know, you're doing such a wonderful job. I really admire everything that you've been doing. I think people are seeing the effort you're putting in, and and it's really shown over the five years you've been here. Let's start with this. Bruce Stensley, he talked about how hospitality is one of the three biggest sectors in Ventura County. What can you share with our listeners about the economic benefit of tourism here in Ventura? Can you give us some perspective on that? Sure. Well, when you're talking big money, Mike, tourism is big money as it relates to Ventura. Um, There's a lot of things going on. And as a resident, it's important to me that we keep the balance of, you know, what we need as amenities being a resident. You know, we all love going to great new restaurants and shopping at local locally owned charming boutiques and so forth. So that's important to keep that charm, um, but also those that invest in our own town to keep them thriving and keep their businesses thriving. And so we know that marketing a destination does that through a few different vehicles. One being it raises the destination profile. And when you raise a destination profile, you get the attention of investors that are outside, maybe in our drive market in LA, who are looking to set up shop and have a different lifestyle that Ventura does offer. Nobody ever invests in a city 
that they don't visit first. So every visitor here is a potential for future engagement through the community or investment dollars um, that bring employment and jobs to the area. It's also really important because um, it helps our transportation systems. So that's the, one of the biggest things we get questions about as far as marketing Ventura is, well, how do I get there? You know, So we talk about the Burbank Airport, the Santa Barbara Airport. We partner with them both. Amtrak is huge for us as well. We do lots of partnerships with them. And actually, they just added two trains this past year. So that's great mm. news for us. So the more we raise awareness, the more we're able to also um, get better transportation modes in place. And with that, we promote you know being car-free. We don't want a bunch of people on the freeway. So take the train up and walk around, take the trolley around town. So there's that. It also helps with um, drawing strategic events to the area. I know that now I can mention it because the press release officially went out, but uh, for the first time, Ventura will be a host city in stage two for the Amgen Tour of California race, which is huge for us and something we've been working really, really hard on. So that wouldn't happen if our profile and destination wasn't raised and we didn't have a community behind us that was backing us up. And then, of course, when it comes to dollars, we, we've had more hotel bed tax um, this last year than ever before, which that money, um, over $6.5 million, goes straight into the general fund, and that is used for things that we need, fire stations, PD, sidewalks, potholes, all these things, the new bike lanes that we're getting, and things as residents that, that we enjoy. So it's just a nice cycle that we're creating and we want to keep moving. That's great. Well, I think you covered a lot in that in terms of what Visit Ventura is doing and, and impact that it has on us. And um, I want to dive into a few of those. I want to talk about the events as well, because I think that's a big deal. But let's start with this. Let's just from a broad perspective, what is Visit Ventura? There's visitventuraca.com. Mm-hmm. It's a great website. I've seen that. But share with our listeners, what is Visit Ventura? What role does it play in the community? A lot of the residents and community here, they're not going to see what we do. And that's okay because you're not our target market. You already love us. You're here. You enjoy paradise um, every day. So really what we do is we inspire people to take a look at Ventura because we always hear, oh, I've driven past there, right? right? Right, So how do we get people off the freeway? How do we get people to, um, you know, dive in a little bit more and feel like a local here? And really, that's by sharing the story of our community. There's a lot of beach towns along this coast. Great state, right? What makes us different? We have a beach. We've got a pier. There's lots of others that have that. What makes us clearly different, I feel, is um, our community. The charm that we all embrace and we hold on tight to that we're not going to let go. The fact that you can go downtown and you're not going to see a bunch of big box stores. You're going to see more than 90% of locally owned businesses that you're going to go into and you'll probably encounter and meet the owner and they'll probably know you by name by the time you leave. So what Visit Ventura does is we share that. We share that through blogs. We share that through storytelling. We share that by partnering with our friends along the Central Coast and the state. We actually have 
our uh, vice president of sales and marketing who's coming back from Canada right now. Uh, she's been there with the state of California mm -hmm. promoting the whole Central Coast. And that's the area between the two gateways of LA and San Francisco. So we want to capture the people that want to do that iconic road trip down Highway 1 with the hair blowing through, mm -hmm. or the wind blowing through their hair and the <laughs> tunes blaring, right? Well, so let, that's what we want. Let's talk about that. I, the website is a great website, visitventuraca.com. And online is such a big deal now. For any business, it's a huge deal to have a, a very good presence. And I think Visit Ventura is doing a great job and has put a lot of great things together with this online brand. And, and I think that shows with some of the things you're doing. But can you tell us about what you're doing with the websites and with the social media. Give us a, a picture of that. Sure. It's like a 24-hour job. Our heads are always going and think of what can we do next. And so really what we know we need to do next is build some platforms in which we can tell those people in the two gateways that we're more than just a day trip here in Ventura. We're a two, three, four day trip because you got to go to the Channel Islands. Right. There's all sorts of things that we as locals know, but currently on our website, we tell the stories, but we don't really piece it all together. So we're planning on launching an itineraries program, and that will start on November 8th. And really, it's going to be, you know, Mike comes to our website, and you like golf, and you like history and arts, and you like breweries. I'm just making I like all of those things. That's very good. <laughs> so what you get to do is you get to move a lever based on your interest of what you're interested in, and it builds an itinerary based around dates mm. of the things that you can do. So really offering you more than, oh, I heard about this one thing. I'll go check that out, right? So getting you all around town. So we're super excited about that. And then when it comes to... Um, social media, I mean, that, that really is just all the time, all the time. And what we really love about that is there's so much talent in our community, great photographers. And so we're all about promoting our own great photographers that we just run into with an awesome camera and start asking them questions. And the next thing you know, we're partnering with them, gaining them exposure, really honing in and allowing them to explore their craft and actually making money while doing it too. Mm. So the social platform is kind of a two-way conversation for us. Um, we pride ourselves in, in the type of engagement that we get, and we get a lot. I've noticed that with your Facebook feed, the photos you put up there, there are always a lot of likes and comments, and you can see that people are definitely enjoying yeah. what you're putting out there. But So it's not all your curated content. You're finding this from other people in the community and, and helping promote it, kind of getting them exposure as well. Exactly. In fact, we had one... I don't know if you've seen the rock artist. I, I have. Okay. I saw the nativity scene and then the bridge. All it, right. It's been great. So you saw that scene and yeah. so did 16 million other people. And it went around the entire world, the hits that we were getting from that. And you can't predict those. It just organically happens. And it was, we saw that he was building this and we just went out and uh, took pictures, posted it right on the spot. And then all of a sudden our phones were like blowing up. It was like, oh my gosh, this is really <laughs> happening. It was so exciting. So you can't predict those. You can't plan those. But when it organically happens, it feels so right. 
That's wonderful. Do you have any goals or specific like things that you're looking for with your online offering? What are some things you can share with us about the impressions that you're making online or the reach or the data you get from seeing that? Normally in, in media is like if you're putting an ad in a magazine or even on the radio, you don't know how many people saw that. You don't know how many right. people heard it. But sometimes with social media, you're able to get that data. Oh, yeah. What, what can you share with us about what your goals are and what you see with regards to that data? Well, so we, we've been doing, we have a multi-pronged approach. So we've been doing an economic impact study that's still in progress. So I don't have all the results. I'm happy to share those when we get them. But we also analyze the analytics from our website and the analytics from our social channels. And then the leads that come in and our traffic through the visitor center, because we have an awesome visitor center right downtown. So we bridge all those together and find out where the common ground is. And where the common ground is, is Arizona, Texas, Nevada, Pacific Northwest. Mm. Domestically, Mm -hmm. those are the people that are exploring us the most, are interested in us. Um, I imagine our weather has something to do with that. (laughs) And our affordability. Um, And then internationally, it's Canada, the UK, Mexico, and Germany. So we know those are our target markets, and we're really striving to build and infill our weeknight stay and have a longer um, haul visitor. So Instead of getting tons of visitors from the L.A. market, which is a huge market for us, um, and we know that because 10 years ago they would come about 5.1 times over the course of three years. That's now doubled to 12.6. So they're coming 12.6 times over three years. They love us. They know about us already. And they're coming, but the, the chances are most of them are coming for the day. And that doesn't help all of our local businesses as much as it should. You know, we're getting maybe one meal out of them where there's several friends that I have that would love to get multiple meals out of them, right? So we don't want more. We want less and really um, long haul and optimize the visitor so that they're here longer, they're spending more, but it's not causing any uncomfortable or unnecessary traffic that it still feels like home. It still feels like Ventura. It still feels charming. We want that to stay the way it is. I mean, we're really and that, passionate about that. And that makes that. sense. I mean, there really is for someone that is staying here downtown for a week even, you've got a lot of things you can do. Oh, you know, yeah. the harbor, the botanical gardens, up to Ojai, out to Santa Barbara on a train. You can do so many things. I think it's a, a beautiful strategy. And it's neat that you get that data and mm-hmm. you're able to see where people are that are looking at us and then specifically spend more dollars on marketing to them and giving them more information exactly. about what we're doing. I think that's yeah. wonderful. It's good business. Well, let's jump into this. So I'm born and raised here in Ventura. I've never been out to hike or explore the Channel Islands. Shame. And I saw that you guys <laughs> recently did. You recently went up there and canoed and hiked and did some oh, fun yeah. stuff. So tell me about that a little bit. But what else am I missing? What else might be locals that are here that have lived and raised here? What might we be taking for granted? Well, what I hear so often from locals is, oh, I haven't been to the Channel Islands. Oh, I can't remember the last time I went to the beach. So I think that sometimes we get wrapped up in our phones and our computers, and we don't just look up and see where we're at and enjoy that moment, you know, because there are so many moments to be enjoyed here. But when it comes to the Channel Islands, it starts 
the moment you get on the boat. Island Packers does a phenomenal job of hosting and really informing everybody of what they're seeing and stopping for whales and you see the dolphins playing in the waves. It, I mean, the, the boat ride is half the fun, you know? And for those that not sure if they get seasick, or so, there's stuff for that, you know? There's stuff that you can take and, and rest assured they will take care of you if something comes up. But once you get on the island, we kayaked through sea caves. Hmm. You just can't do that very many places. You know, we saw the island fox. That's the only place the island fox is. They were down to 100 island foxes mm. and have brought the population to over 7,000. And they're cute. They're little cat-looking foxes, <laughs> and they're not afraid of you, and, and they're just all around super cute. Great hiking, beautiful views, and talk about just being in the moment. There is no cell service. You are there, what you bring, you take back with you, no litter. It's all about caring for the environment. And I think that there's so many locals here that do that on a regular basis. You know, we're all very good about um, saving water and recycling. And, you know, I use my dishwater to water my plants. We're very conscious of that. But sometimes we just need to do that with ourselves, too, and, um, and enjoy it. I walked the beach this morning at sunrise, and it was gorgeous. That's great. I think uh, I think you're right, and and I need to get out there. So I'm you gonna need have to get to, out there. Have to put that on yes. the list there for sure. <laughs> well, I want to ask you about this, Marlis. We have the Ventura Botanical Gardens. We have Rancho Ventura Conservation Trust and the Ventura Land Trust. Mm-hmm. And I think these are big ideas, and they're great ideas here. What do you think these mean for Ventura? What do they do for Ventura once these kind of come into play more? Well, uh, Ventura Land Trust is really really exciting, um, as they all are, but the amount of acreage that they're adding into our outdoor recreation space is gigantic. It's going to be amazing. So bike riding, mountain bike riding, gravel, trail riding, that's going to be awesome. We're already looking at a race called the New Belgium Ramble that brings people for mountain biking. So as a resident, I appreciate it because the community cares and I get to bring my kids up into having more open space. And as a promoter of the destination, I think it adds incredible value. Let's jump over to this now with events. There's a lot of events taking place. Like you mentioned the Amgen ride and and they do this surf rodeo down on South Seward. There are events at the harbor a lot. There's the wine walk. And I know the marathon of Ventura Marathon at the beach and other runs. What do events do for the city of Ventura? And are we seeing increases in the economic benefit from those events? Absolutely. I mean, you can't go a weekend without an awesome event here in town. Um, But like the... Ventura Beach Marathon, that's a Boston qualifier. People travel from all over to qualify for the Boston Marathon. And it's one of the best races because it's flattened and fast. So it really does bring people in. Any, we do a call around every weekend on hotel rooms availability. And when there's one of those big events, it's packed. We're sold out, you know, and people are staying at our neighboring cities and coming into the city, which which is great. We love that our neighbors are getting business based off compression for events. And um, and I love the events we have here. Our guest today is president and CEO of Visit Ventura. It's Marlis Oster. Before I let you go, I have one more question here. So what is Ventura missing? What is this area in Ventura County? What could help put us on the map in an even bigger way? Uh, so maybe we can close with that question. Oh, wow. That's a tough one. What are we missing? 
Well, I know that the hoteliers would say we're missing a demand generator. And what they mean by that is some larger amount of space that um, there could be conferences and or events. For example, this week I got a call for a bodybuilding international show that needs to have 4,000 people seated um, in to watch a stage show. We don't have that. So if I could create a new little uh, asset for Ventura, I would create that. But in my heart, I don't feel like we're missing a thing. I think we're exactly what we need to be. We need to embrace what we are and just maximize it um, to the fullest. You can learn more at visitventuraca.com or the social handle at visitventura. Marlis, thanks for being on the program today. Thank you. It was fun. Now it's time for the Nonprofit Spotlight with your host, Michael Anderson, on Big Money in the 805. Nonprofit Spotlight. Here's a local group we want you to know about. Nonprofit Spotlight. Today's Spotlight is brought to you by Era Energy, powered by safety, innovation, and community. We help keep California moving forward. Our guest today is Charmaine Buner, the president of Ventura County Legal Aid. It's a pleasure to have you on the program. Yes, Mike. Thanks for having me. Charmaine, tell us about the VCLA. You guys give free legal advice and you do that. Tell us about that. Well, sure. Um, And I really want to thank you for giving me an opportunity to highlight legal aid because we've undergone some very exciting changes over the last couple of years and expansion of our offerings. So Legal Aid has been around in Ventura County for 20 years, but it was formerly known as the Volunteer Lawyer Services Program, which aside from the public, I think local lawyers weren't really sure what we did. So we changed the name to Legal Aid. And for 20 years, we've been offering direct representation to those who could not afford to hire lawyers from beginning of their case to the end. What we were missing about two years ago, we were looking at ways that we could provide volunteer opportunities for lawyers. And at the same time, helps the courts, which are pretty overburdened by proper litigants, who are people who are self-represented. So we decided to open a free legal clinic, which runs twice a month, is housed at the Ventura County Law Library, and it's completely volunteer run. We are there from 4 to 7 p.m. the first and third Tuesday of the month, and since we opened our doors in February of 2016, we help on average of between 20 and 30 clients per evening. By my calculation, we've helped roughly over 1,000 people in the last two years. That's wonderful. That's really important for the community. Can you share some examples of some of the work and some of the things that you guys are doing out of that office? Sure, sure. Um, Well, three things come to mind. The first is through the legal clinic, which is a walk-in basis. So we never know what kind of client is going to walk through our doors. And we work to have volunteers from a variety of legal specialties. So we're sure to be able to address immigration, family law matters, landlord-tenant, collections. We get a variety, basic questions about civil procedure, those types of things. One night, and we have uh, permission from this particular client to share her story, she came in and she had been left for dead on the side of the road by her former spouse. Though he was in jail, uh, the grandparents, the paternal grandparents, 
wanted custody of her child. And she was desperate. She had no income. She had no idea what to do. And she was thinking she was going to lose her child. So we connected her with uh, one of our volunteer attorneys who took her case, advised her that night, and was able to secure sole legal custody. So, you know, those kinds of things that happen, we change people's lives. And though not all the cases are as dramatic as that one, you know, they're vitally important to the people who bring them in. That's one example of the clinic. The other two things that have happened more recently and are pretty exciting, we held special DACA renewal clinics. As you may know, when there was an announcement that the deferred action for childhood arrivals was going to end, that placed a new deadline on those who were members or recipients of the program to renew. But there's also a filing fee associated with that. So a couple of my volunteers, after we convened a conference call on a Monday, were able to muster our volunteers and hold a special DACA renewal clinic at which we had about 55 volunteers. And we helped dozens of people not only prepare their DACA renewal paperwork, but get their filing fee and then get it done. So that was super exciting. And then finally, we have family preparedness clinic for perhaps a parent who is undocumented but has a U.S.-born child, in the event that the parents are deported or detained, there's really no provision or way that the child who's here is able to continue getting services. Mm -hmm. So we created a kind of a modified guardianship paperwork, which is actually now a bill before the California legislature to get a form in place so that parents can provide for their care of their children. Those are three of the things. (laughs) You guys are doing a lot. (laughs) How can the community support the VCLA and with what you're doing? You guys are doing a lot and in what ways can they support you? One of the things that's um, been an organic development at the clinic is that we've had not only lawyers come and volunteer, but uh, law students and those who are interested in a legal career come. They need to call me first or send me an email and then I can pair them with a lawyer and with the client's permission. That's been a really great development, kind of an Mm. informal mentor mentoring program. We've also had social workers. We've had other paralegals, interpreters come and assist at the clinic, and that's always welcome. We take walk-in volunteers as well as walk-in clients. And of course, there's the financial support. We have a donate button on our website, which is vclegalaid.org. We'll always take donations. Our guest today is the Ventura County Legal Aid Office. It's Charmaine Buner, the president of that volunteer group. You can learn more about VCLA online at vclegalaid.org aid.org. Get ready to take some notes. It's time for the two-minute drill with Michael Anderson on Big Money in the 805. Today's two-minute drill brought to you by Spanish Hills Country Club. Taste the elegance. Golf, athletic, and social memberships. Visit SpanishHillsCC.com or call Cindy 805-388-5000. Here is two minutes about financial success for people that hate financial stuff. Now, many of us don't like dealing with financial items. We're not happy about it. It's boring. And we've had a few setbacks, so we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. When we ignore it or push it to the side, it's okay that we do that sometimes. And I empathize with you. And it's okay to have this financial life that's not perfect. But for today, let's focus on progress, not perfection. And here's how you go and get started. Here are five items for you to focus on to improve your financial life. Priority number one, start an emergency fund. Get $500 in there. 
Life is full of unpredictable stuff. You lose your job, you break an arm, maybe the kitchen floods. It's important to have a little money to cover what life throws at you. So the goal would be to build it up higher over time, but just start now with $500. Priority number two, pay off all of your debt. If you have debt, make a list of all the debts you have, prioritize them, pay off the smallest ones first, and continue building on that progress. It may seem overwhelming, but... Many people underestimate what they can accomplish in two to three years. Start small and build on your momentum. Priority number three, invest 15% of income into retirement. And once you've got your emergency fund in place and you've dealt with your debt, you want to look closely at retirement. The earlier you start to save for retirement, the more compound interest can work in your favor. That might even be a good strategy to start small with retirement saving now and contribute more over time. Priority number four, save for a home down payment. Buying a home is often the single largest expense that people ever make. So the progress can be daunting. It can be something that really is feeling like you're unreachable to ever get there. But start with getting money saved, getting your credit score as high as possible. And you also talk to a loan officer about what you can do to be ready. So it's not easy to buy a home, but it's never been that easy to buy a home. Ask your parents or some older folks about their experience. They'll tell you they were frightened when they bought their first home. Priority number five, build wealth and give back. Once you've accomplished these steps, you'll have a more stable financial foundation. You can decide to give money to a charity or build a family bank. It's an awesome feeling to know that you've worked hard, you've done well, and you have a little extra to support the things that are important to you. Now, the path to financial success is not always easy, and there will be difficult choices along the way, but keep your priorities in check and know that you're working hard to accomplish this. Continue to focus on progress, not perfection, and you'll be well on your way. If you want some help with getting your financial priorities in order, you can find a fee-only financial advisor at napfa.org, or you can contact me directly. I would be happy to talk with you. You can get more information on my website, marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com, or leave me a message at 805-665-3767. Hi, this is Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas. There are no guarantees when investing, but with a little help, you can find the right approach. I have built AllocationLink.com specifically for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low cost. AllocationLink.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes. You don't need to have a million dollars. You don't need to have $100,000. You can get started with as little as $250 today. The secret to investing is regular contributions and giving it time to grow. Please check out my website online. I think it will be a great resource for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management that is smart, low cost, and automatic. Please visit AllocationLink.com to learn more. Or you can leave me a message at 805 665 3767. Well, that does it for today's show. Be sure to stick around and listen to our new program, Inside the 805. It's coming right up. Thanks for tuning in. And check us out on iTunes, Big Money in the 805. All previous shows are also on Maranatha.com. Special thanks to Ventura County Legal Aid, the good work that they're doing, along with everyone at Visit Ventura. If you have questions about the show or questions about your financial matters, you can always contact me online at marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com, or leave a message on my answering service, 805-665-3767. Have a great week and join us again next time. 
Do you ever question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement accounts, or have other money you want help with? Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. Call his answering service today, 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately. 805-665-3767 or visit him online, marinantha.com. M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Michael Anderson is local and fiduciary. No commissions, no gimmicks. Call and leave a message today. 805-665-3767.